Shut up, shut up, shut up! What the fuck? I am not drinking any fucking Merlot! Jesus Christ, man, what the hell is wrong with you? Please, just shut up! What the fuck? A fuck! Christ, Jack! What's with the hostility, man? I know you're a little frustrated with your life right now, but you can choose to be less hostile. Sideways is adapted from a novel of the same name by Rex Pickett, who began his career as a filmmaker. Pickett wrote and directed two feature films before collaborating on a script with his wife, the wonderfully named Barbara Schock. Their movie has an even better name, My Mother Dreams the Satan's Disciples in New York. It won an Oscar in 2000 for the best live action short film. With all that success, Pickett and Schock soon divorced, and after a few frustrating years, Pickett tried his hand at a novel. Written in English, it has a Spanish name, La Parisima, but don't go looking for it because it was never published. Pickett then embarked on... Shut up, shut up, shut up! Sorry about that. Pickett then embarked upon another novel, this time with an English title, that was not so much autobiographical as it was near self-therapy. He called it... Jesus Christ, man, what the hell is wrong with you? Please, just shut up! I beg your pardon. He called it Sideways. Although told in the first person, Pickett's agent felt that it read like a film script, so he thought it would be a good idea to avoid the traditional route, and instead they submitted it to Hollywood. That didn't work, so they tried various publishers, over a hundred to be honest, and they all said no. Quite frankly, they said a lot worse than just no. I'm going to be a fucking pariah. Persona non grata. Everybody's just going to be holding their breath, waiting to see if I get drunk and make a scene. Sometime during all this, renowned writer-director Alexander Payne was a guest at the Edinburgh Film Festival. Flying back to America, Payne got his hands on the galleys of Pickett's manuscript. By the time Payne landed in Los Angeles, he decided to film it. Despite this announcement, no publisher would touch Pickett's novel. Payne then changed his mind, dropped the project and made About Schmidt instead. Another two years passed and it was only in 2004 when Payne yet again changed his mind about Pickett's story that Pickett finally got his publishing deal. Let me show you how this is done. Hold the glass up and examine the wine against the light. You're looking for color and clarity. Now, stick your nose in it. Maybe some strawberry. Mm. Oh, there's just a flutter of like a like a nutty Edam cheese. When do we drink it now? Mm. Are you chewing gum? No. Spit it out. Now some things about Alexander Payne. He was born Alexander Constantine Papadopoulos in 1961 to a mother who was a professor of Spanish and French and a father who was a restaurateur. He grew up in Omaha, Nebraska on the same street as the Buffets, as in Warren Buffett. Payne studied history and Spanish literature at Stanford University before going on to secure a Master's in Fine Arts from UCLA Film School. Since then, he has directed and co-written five feature films and has so far guided four actors, Jack Nicholson, Kathy Bates, Virginia Madsen and Thomas Hayden Church, to Oscar nominations. Payne himself has been nominated five times. He's won once. He's also fluent in four languages, but because his parents wanted him to become a lawyer, you just know he's a great disappointment. Shut up. Shut your face. As I said, the book is written in the first person, and since it is about a struggling writer, one of the great decisions Payne made with his writing collaborator Jim Taylor was not to use a voiceover. It's something that they had used very successfully in two of their previous films, Election and About Schmidt, so it might have been a temptation, but they knew it would have been a crutch and then a trap because a voiceover would have suggested a degree of self-awareness on the part of the main character, Miles. And if Miles is anything, he is blissfully unaware. So, discarding that option, they augmented Miles' naivete and brought the comedy drama to the verge of tragic, but never tipped it over. Another good decision was Payne's commissioning a breezy soundtrack that offset the impending doom of the characters. Look at them. 
Jack is terrified of getting married. Stephanie is terrified of being alone. Maya fears the change she needs to make. And Miles, well, his desire to be a writer only masks a deeper need to not necessarily be accepted by others, but to be accepted by himself. And as for his preference for Pinot. Pinot needs constant care and attention. You know, and in fact, it can only grow in these really specific little tucked away corners of the world. And, and only the most patient and nurturing of growers can do it, really. Only somebody who really takes the time to understand Pino's potential can then coax it into its fullest expression. Ah, yes, in vino veritas. So, Sideways pretends to be about a writer verging on alcoholism, but the writing and the drinking only disguise the way in which we all are capable of making absolute messes of our own lives. Do not sabotage me. If you want to be a oh. fucking lightweight, then that's your call, but do not sabotage me. Oh, aye, aye, Captain, you got it. And if they want to drink Merlot, we're drinking Merlot. Oh, no, if anybody orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot! Okay, okay, <laughs> relax, Miles. Jesus, no Merlot. Did you bring your Xanax? Do not drink too much. Do you hear me? I don't want you passing out or going to the dark side. No going to the dark side. Okay. One of the great things about Sideways is its visual design. Unlike its characters, whose internal struggles threaten to spill over and capsize their relationships, the film's frame is very composed. Payne rarely permits his camera to interact with, comment on, or behave like the characters. The one occasion he allows this is when Miles gets drunk at the restaurant and phones his ex-wife, Victoria. There, the camera wobbles and loses focus. The other times, Payne has to just stand back and observe. And the effect of that choice is that you don't judge the characters so much as understand them. In that way, Payne's visual approach is akin to a documentary. It's like the film's rhythm. You don't notice it, and let's face it, you only notice a film's rhythm if it is wrong, or more accurately, if the film is slow. And what people really mean by slow is that the story is boring. I would describe the rhythm of Sideways as bright and breezy. If you would permit the pun, each scene is allowed to breathe. Here's Alexander Payne himself. I just think the, the way I make films and the films that I use as models are genuinely, generally older films. And in my MO too, you know, I don't, my, the way I make a film is very much an old fashioned style. I mean, we all have some degree of nostalgia, of course, but I actually find many, in terms of film, if we're talking about film, many older films, much more contemporary and interesting and urgent than new films. Newer films are, are made in a much more boring and dated style, old fashioned in a different way. It's, it's not, I mean, you look at Italian films from the early 1960s where formerly each new film is, is giving a new idea of what a film can be. And that's the world I want to be living. I'm not nostalgic for that world. It still seems new and fresh to me. In the years since it was released, Sideways has not dated. And I doubt it will anytime soon either. Instead, like fine wine, it gets better with age. The jokes get funnier, the emotions run deeper, and the truth rings clearer every time.